You're listening to Gizmonic Institute's radio. In the not-too-distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MSD3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odds says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Cosmonic Institute's radio. Okay, I've done what you've said so far, but I'm still not sure what we're doing. And the spaceship full of bird women are still outside of our ship. And they look like they're getting angry. Spackle tweed jacket. Tweed jacket. No offense, but how can you tell me they're more angry than earlier? They always just look consistently angry. Trust me. It's in the eyebrows. You can tell by the eyebrows. Huh. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. So, what are we doing? The only thing that's worse than bird women are angry bird women. Trust me, not only am I going to resolve this whole bird woman thing, but I'm going to show you exactly what I was talking about earlier. Something isn't right, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Oh, okay, if you say so. What do you need from me? See the tractor beam console? Uh, sure. I need you to open the circuit housing around the wavelength controls and tweak the circuit pattern so the frequency of the beam matches the exact opposite frequency of the shield around the bird woman ship. Oh, okay. And there! Yeah, great. Okay. Now let me target them with the tractor beam and... Done. Instantaneous containment field around their ship. Plastic, plastic, plastic lips. Manwich knees. Now just to block their communications and there. No more interruptions by the bird woman. And they aren't going anywhere. Awesome. Uh, can I reactivate Nobot yet? Uh, not yet. Let's go over the events that just happened first. And then I want to try something. Yeah, I hate to be that guy. Uh... Wait, wait, you love to be that guy. No, not that guy. The That guy who reminds us that since we have the bird women thing relatively under control, that we should probably do an audio log, you know, before things get crazy again. Oh, that guy. Well, in that case, let's uh, hit the audio log. Begin audio log MST3K Season 2, Episode 7, Wild Rebels. Wild okay. Rebels. Wild Rebels. Rebels. Let's talk about the pre-commercial segment. Uh, we learn a lot about Gypsy in this episode, I feel like. Um, yeah. That we never knew before. Like, she's basically in charge of the entire ship. Her yes. Higher, the higher functions of the ship. Yes. Which I think, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to the uh, post, like, first segment. But uh, I think that's a that's a joke they keep trying to make that doesn't really play. But. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's feeling really depressed because of all the, like, the weight of the responsibility of basically keeping everything going. So, Yeah. So Joel's going to shut Gypsy down because she's just feeling so terrible and miserable. So he orders uh, Crow and Servo to take over. Basically. Well, does he shut her down or just give her a break? Well, just yeah, just to give her a break. Um, yeah. Let Joel and, uh, Crow and Servo rather take over for a little while. And, uh, yeah, that's the be- end of the pre-commercial segment. And when they come back, uh, there's, I guess, no oxygen? Yeah. Because Joel seems to be suffocating briefly. Or coughing. 
Yeah, yes, because he seems kind of stoned, maybe? Yeah, maybe he was helping her with the higher functions oh, of the ship. Oh, yeah. 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 I see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But <laughs> from there, when Joel kind of comes back, when, uh, when his buzz is over, he, uh, we, we go right into the invention exchange. Yep. Which is a... Uh, it's, it's a weird invention exchange because neither party is paying attention to the other party. <laughs> yeah. It's like, true. Joel is just kind of out of it for whatever yeah. reason. He's, he's munching hard. Yep. And like even even when he goes to hit the button for uh the like when the mads are calling, he just hits Tom Servo's head. Mhm. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, he's he's completely out of it. Yeah. But uh so the mad scientists present um the hobby hog, which is a play on the hobby horse. Mhm. The uh, you know the little horse that a broomstick with a horse's head. Yeah, which is terrifying. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. and you're supposed to I guess put it between your legs and then run around. Yeah, you just gallop around like a like a fool. That seems like a dangerous toy as well. Uh, maybe, like you're you're essentially running around carrying a stick in front of you. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> well, you're you're more galloping than you are running. I guess unless you are trying to beat the other kids because they're all faster than you because they hit their growth spurts first. Well, then you just use the... Instead of riding it, you just use it to bludgeon them. Yeah. Like a Why are you stick? riding a hobby horse at a time when other kids are hitting growth spurts that you know? <laughs> that's, that's also an important question you need to be asking yourself, theoretical person. Yeah. yeah. Why are you 16? Did you ever have a hobby horse? I Yeah, I did. I think. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I think what ended up happening is I might be confusing like a mop Okay. The hobby horse. That's essentially the same thing. Because it's just sort of a sit-in. And it's got the mane. Yep. A lot of it smells bad. Like it a does. Real, like a real horse. Yeah, because you're constantly uh, hurting, hitting yourself in the stomach with this stick, and then throwing up on the hobby horse head. <laughs> so it smells terrible. Yes. It's a terrible toy. But they uh, they invent the uh, hobby hogs, which are essentially that, but with motorcycles. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's. I think maybe the first invention that they've ever had that doesn't necessarily have a obviously evil application. No, maybe. and it's sort of it's it's also inspired by the movie. Yes, that's why yep. Frank says, "Cuckoo kids looking for cuckoo kicks." And they actually. Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but they they reference the fact, like Doctor Ford's like, what 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 is that noise? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's just a noise, you know, it's just just a noise I make. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the more Frank episodes we watch, and I know you know this because we spend every minute together. But yes, I, I've been starting to do that noise more. Yeah, I know, I, but I have too, so it, they cancel each other out. I don't think that is the way that works. I think it just makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, well, I'm into an outside observer. Oh, sure, it cancels it out because, from what I know of sound waves, which is arguably nothing, but I believe that if you do the sound waves and you make them like a half a second off, they cancel each other out because of um, science. Oh, okay, it's like a noise canceling headphones. Yes, that's the whole time you're wearing noise canceling headphones. It's just (laughs) yeah. (laughs) See, nobody heard that. No. Because we just noise canceled it. That was just silence. That just happened. So uh, Joel's invention uh, was a 3D pizza. Yeah, in, just like yeah. that old 3D chess game from Star Trek. Yep. But Which <laughs> seems complicated. It does, and it doesn't 
really make a lot of sense, but Crow is says it's even better with the 3D glasses because I feel like I'm really here. He says, yeah. which I I got a kick out of. Yeah, and then uh, then Joel tries to you know bolster his uh, his invention by saying, "Oh, I invented this uh, pizza lunchbox." Uh, and he says, for when you want to take pizza into the Mystery Science Theater. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that that's the first time that they ever referred to the theater as the Mystery Science Theater. Good catch. Yeah, I think you're right. And honestly, yeah. I can't remember any other time, but we'll, time will tell on that one, won't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and also the uh, tr- the pizza lunchbox is just a garbage can lid he put over a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the bots call him out on it. Yeah. Because you know, he's acting all weird and yeah. stuff. So. He, because of uh, the higher functions. Yep. But the uh, apparently the mad scientists, their hobby hogs were too loud. And they didn't hear any of it. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's the weird. It was a weird one. It was, and I and I enjoyed it. It was lighthearted. Yes, it was. I just love Frank's just uh, low key effortless, just weird wackiness. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so segment one is now the segment where there's uh, artists' renditions of things. Yep. Because there's more uh, drawings. Yep. And the bots even kind of reference that. They're like, oh, let me guess. It's artist yep. renderings. Or, yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. They, they know. They know. Which, to be fair, like, this is pre-OtterNet or Internet. So there was really no way for him to teach the bots about human society other than for him to create teaching aids. Right. Exactly. It's like uh, you used to have overhead projectors. Yep. Uh, in school. And your teacher would have dry erase markers. Yes. And it was like you were living right in the future, right there. That 3,000-watt that light bulb would just light up the, the parts of your brain that learn. The synapses. Was it really that many watts? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was probably just like a normal wattage. <laughs> but it's a much funnier joke when I say 3,000 watts. It's true. Because I'm exaggerating, and that's a form of humor. Yes, as the project, I, well, I didn't. I honestly one, didn't know. But yeah, it's- I, well, you see, it was it was so close to. I I have no bearing on. I the should have gone the bigger. Bulb. I guess maybe because on Earth I was really into light bulbs. Yes, I know I a lot not. about light bulbs. So yep. yeah, three thousand watts yeah. a little crazy. <laughs> had you had you said a three billion watt light bulb? Yeah, but I would have that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a tiny sun inside of each overhead projector. Oh, that'd be crazy. Yep. You can look at the overhead projector. You can't look at it directly. Yeah. Um, even with <laughs> every class, mask. every class has to uh, view all of their math lessons through a pinhole camera. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all in reverse. Oh, this yeah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is the hardest algebra lesson ever. <sighs> oh, what happened to chalkboards? <laughs> So much less convenient. Uh, oh man! Dang, vision. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the his whole point with these drawings was that uh, um, it, it was essentially the great thinkers of the 20th century reimagined as motorcycle gangs. Yeah, basically yeah. the the Algonquin Round Table, um, the Satan's Sardonics, uh, they terrorize yep. the whole East Coast. Uh, Truman Capote has a gang. Dick Cavett has a gang, which I don't. I don't think of Dick Cavett as one of the 20th century's greatest thinkers, but whatever. What do I know? There's I think a, it was it was authors, writers, and people on PBS or NPR. Oh, okay. Those, those were the people that Joel grouped into. The, and uh, Ted Koppel from Nightline. Yes. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were some jokes in there I didn't get because they were pretty. I think I, I think time specific. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he said that Ted Koppel's gang was called the Bloods, too. Yeah, which is actually a really violent gang in Los Angeles. But or, was it at the time? Oh, yeah, the Bloods have been around since the 70s. Okay. I do know a lot. As much as I know about light bulbs, I know about gangs as well. <laughs> you had a weird set of interests. Yeah, well, I only had uh, two books from an encyclopedia. Uh, one was L and one was G. Okay. And that was the, those were the only books I had for a long time. I figured it'd be just the B. It'd be bulbs and blood. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the B. Wow. Yeah. I would have learned about the birds bee? and the bees Buttercups. instead of having all those awkward times in high school. Yeah, that would have been, uh, yeah. Oh, excuse me, honey. I need to consult my encyclopedia. B. B. Birds. B. Birds. birds. Bees. Bloods. <laughs> B- bulbs. <laughs> bulbs. <laughs> and bears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh, the they're all bees. in there. They're all in there. Just... Birds, bleed, bees, bloods, bulbs, and bears. I just never got to see it. Yeah, you just had to learn about lemurs and and leaves, locomotives. Yeah, and the locust plagues. <laughs> yeah, it said the birds and the bees is the larks and the locusts. You're right, those are hard times for yep. farming. You're doing it wrong, ancestors. <laughs> So, the uh, second theater segment, the uh, Wild oh, Rebels, Rebels, the Wild Wild Rebels. Yeah, Just this is my down favorite. Stupid clown. <laughs> my favorite segment. It I was my favorite segment done. too. The day I think it may be my favorite one they've done to date. Yeah, I I agree. It was just so awesome and fun. Like, yeah, the music is just like a chunky bass riff, and it's just the sharp horns, you know, like the beatnik jam kind of like that ran during the entire entirety of the movie. Yeah, was that the uh, was that the theme song for the the movie? It was. Uh, it, it maybe it maybe it was like the opening credits. Yeah, because it seemed too good just to be like a uh, we threw this together kind of segment song. But maybe maybe their production. I just got to say it was a, it was a chunky bass riff. It was. I do yeah. like uh, chunky bass. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like it, it's the reason that this is one of my favorite segments, probably of you know to date. Is most of the time their segments are like cute and sometimes clever, but I don't think any of them have jokes in them that make me laugh out loud. Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of humor that was kind of absurdist and right up my alley. In yes, this, exactly. This segment. Like when they're talking about the prizes that they get, <laughs> <laughs> like the garden like, hose, the little lead shot. Yeah, and then Crow just goes, "I got, I got a pool cue in it with a leather strap." <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to imagine that coming out of a breakfast cereal. It was fun. Those funky, fun. crunchy rebels. Yep. <laughs> That's what I liked. Was I, I know that the, the cue card said funky, crunchy, but he just said funchy, crunchy. Now, funchy, crunchy. I, well, you know, you know how I am. I've been saying that since, since we watched yep. this. Funchy, crunchy. Funchy, crunchy. It's my new curse word. Yep. Like the other day when I dropped all, that big crate of bolts on my toe. Ah, funchy, crunchy. Ah, funchy, crunchy rebels. <laughs> That was, uh, that was a that was a uh, an, an outtake from uh, Star Wars when uh, Darth Vader referred to the rebels instead of rebel scum he called them Funchy Crunchy rebels. <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't part of Lucas's grand vision. No, no, it wasn't. No, yeah. most of it wasn't, thankfully. Yeah. Well. Um. So the third theater segment, uh, Tom Servo and Crow are discussing uh, how blown away they are by Gypsy's level of importance and intelligence. Yeah, they just they they cannot believe it that she's yep. been in charge of all the higher functions. Yep. And that's you know <laughs> that's the point that Joel and Gypsy arrive and Joel plays her song just like a scene 
from the movie, which yep. means that the third theater segment now is, I think, officially the Joel and the Bots adapted scene from the movie uh, segment. Slash Mike Nelson dresses up as Right, slash Mike Nelson dresses up as something. Yes. On the yeah. view screen. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Th- those things are both fine with me. I'm absolutely fine with it, yeah. Yeah. I just so- like seeing Servo and Crow. In their little uh, leather vests, they're Satan's angels. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, is uh, the second theater segment is that the wild card then? Because I, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. So we've got we've that's got... where they kind of cut loose. Like, hey, man, let's just let's just see where this goes. Yeah. Intro, invention exchange. Yep. Drawings, wild card, Mike Nelson dressing up as something, and or uh, Joel making a song. Yep. Okay. You I can like tell it. they're they're still they're still trying to find their rhythm. Yep. You know, their second season, they're big deal now. They're they're on a, 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 a basic cable station. Yep. But that's better than, you know, public access. But they're still sure. they're still looking for that. Ah. They were on basic cable in the first season too. Well, yeah, but there was the the competing comedy networks. This was before yeah. the merger. Before yeah. the comedy channel and ha became comedy TV and then changed their name because Canadian TV sued them for copyright infringement. Yeah. It was before they had uh, Penn Gillette doing voiceovers. <laughs> right, Penn Gillette was just a the, just a crazy magician. Instead mm. of saying, "Hey, stay tuned, we'll be right back." Yeah, <laughs> just a crazy musician who made that one guy be quiet all the time. <laughs> that was <laughs> just his, intimidated. That was his magic power. Yeah, the power <laughs> of intimidation. Yep. So the final segment of the show, Joel is still jamming on the guitar, yeah, slow oh yeah. and mellow, just mellow, mellow man. man. Yep. The, uh, the the bots, bots hated the movie. Yeah, they're, they're talking about how much they hated it, and Joel just flips it on its ear and tells him, "Hey, man, you know you should just relax and enjoy the movie f- because it's so bad. Like how the characters are just basically all stereotypes and one dimensional." I feel like this philosophy is the philosophy that our entire well not our entire but a majority of our generations subscribes to in terms of bad movies yeah or just like uh fashion sense like okay well i just feel like beards are really gross but everyone rocks them and it's so awesome but i mean it's hair on your face it's it's so gross it's so itchy yeah it's true oh so glad we have this razor up here yeah (laughs) the one it's, if that ever goes dull. It is a Norelco. It shaves yep. as close as a blade or your money back. Yep. I gotta so, say, I like that. We're good for a while. We're good for a while. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it, but it, it's it's just that philosophy of just like, oh, yeah, this movie is so bad that I can enjoy it because it's comically bad. Like The Room. Yes, like The Room or Birdemic. Birdemic. Oh, my God. You can't help but enjoy Birdemic. Yep. It it really is like unless there's... you have a, a a black dead heart. Yes, or you are just or you don't understand the philosophy. That's why I said like I I back on Earth I knew people that were like I don't understand why you enjoy watching bad movies and I just didn't get it. <sighs> it's they irony. need to they need to watch this episode and just listen yep. to Joel's just mellow grooves. Yeah, just listen to him chill out. They'll understand. <laughs> yeah. The Mads on the other hand are. Mad that Joel doesn't, and the bots now because the bots they're they're just partying. They're mad that they didn't hate the movie. Yeah, which is the whole point of their experiment, right? Is to torture and uh, make them go crazy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah. Well, there is a letter from a, a this time it's from a scientist at the Pittsburgh Cancer Institute who decided uh, she would draw a nice little picture to try to compete with the letters from kids that are normally read. And, hey, well, uh, I she, got, she a, got her letter read. She got her letter read. She got her picture shown. It was like a, a cancer cell and a top servo. Yep. Which I I feel like this this kind of goes to show of how broad of an audience that MSD3K oh, absolutely. can reach. I think it's pretty great. Yeah, it, it is. I I was but a young tyke when uh, this this episode originally aired. I would have been, um, I don't know how old, because I can't do math offhand. Again, because it's not backwards to throw a pinhole camera. I was nine. Yeah, I was not nine. I was like 11. 12? No. I don't know how old I was. It doesn't matter. I yeah. was writing them letters at the time. Yes. I'd like to think that somewhere uh, in some studio, there's just a stack of letters, and mine is in there. I'll bet it is in a dump somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> not... It's at the bottom of a landfill. Nah, they, 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 were, they seem like uh, environmentally conscious people. It's probably it's part been of like a Starbucks cup or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. Or pizza what... box. It's true. It depends on uh, what quality of paper you used to write the letter on. I probably used yellow legal pad paper because there were a lot of legal pads in my house. So, hey, uh, you want to uh, talk a little bit about some things that we uh, noticed and felt the desire to comment on? Yeah. Your new segment? basically only one thing that I want to comment on. What was that? Joel has a goatee. Yes. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. Yep. Uh, oh, true. and Servo's head is back to normal. It is, and no I explanation. Mean, this kind of uh, segues into us talking about the movie. A lot, a lot, a lot of swastikas in this movie. Oh wow, they're everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, and I felt the need to comment on that. No, they were. I mean, I know that's what they're trying to go for, like the biker gang thing. Is that really a biker gang thing? Yeah, there's uh, the bikers seem to think they just like the pageantry and the imagery of uh, Nazism. They don't understand. So they're they're all like Lemmy from Motorhead. It basically, right, okay. but without the ability to drink themselves into a coma every night and wake up ready to drink again. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, that This movie would have not been able to have been played in Germany because it's actually illegal to display... Or e- even in a movie or a video game, a swastika. I did not know that. Which yes, that's why all the Call of Duty games only show an iron cross. Uh, the old huh. World War Two ones because they okay. you know they want to play overseas. So sure, yeah. makes makes sense. Yeah, I mean I'm huh. sure that Germany is perfectly fine without this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be okay if they yeah. can't show this movie on TV. Yeah, be, although, right. but then they can't show the MST3K episode on TV. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Do they translate these into German? I, uh, I think there are probably enough English-speaking people in Germany that they wouldn't need to. I'm I don't. I don't know. Mystery Science Theater is all one word in German, like Yeah, German people are famous for making like a single word out of like a phrase, like one who makes fun of movies with robots. Yes. Would be like I don't know who Robenschlauden. <laughs> I think that's it. I'm I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna odd uh, translate that. This is a uh, perfect example of Sinner Robenschlauden. Yep, Sinner Robenschlauden. Yeah, love it, love it. Hey, let's talk about a little bit about Wild Rebels. Wild Rebels, okay. the uh, 
the movie. The movie. Yeah. The movie. Um, it was released in September 1967. Okay. Three taglines I was able to find, and they're all delicious. <laughs> I love them all. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit me. You got to kind of get a little snap going. All right. Yeah. They live for kicks. Love for kicks. Kill for kicks. Ooh. All right. I do they're the wildest of the oh, wild you doing this? Yeah, no, no, you go, yeah, okay. <laughs> they're the wildest of the wild ones. Yeah. They live, love, and even kill for kicks. Well, no, that's, that one's really similar to the other one. But, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of kicks and a lot of... A lot of kicks. Yeah. Doing it for the kicks, Doing man. it for the kicks. These were like... We're, I, I'm not familiar with biker culture, uh, especially biker culture from like the uh, late '60s. Um, were bikers essentially beatniks, but with less of a fashion sense, like just messy beatniks? No, I think they are more just like uh, degenerate uh, drug users who like to just do random acts of violence. Okay, because these guys seem like just messy beatniks. Yeah, it was somebody's romanticized ideal of what a biker would, like a bad guy biker would be, ignoring the fact that this was 1967, so Hunter Thompson had already written his book, The Strange and Terrible Saga of the Hell's Angels. So if you want to know what a biker gang was like in the 60s, just read about that, because those were bad dudes. They were not nice people by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. They were criminals through and through. And violent ones. Yeah. They were the 1960s version of the Insane Clown Posse, except for kind of awesome, and okay. they had a spot in popular culture that wasn't where they were being constantly made fun of. <laughs> it mocked mercilessly. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can I can dig that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this movie, ugh, this is, I don't know, maybe I just don't like motorcycle movies. Uh, like, that could be part of myself that I'm discovering. Because I really hated Side Hackers, mm. and I just did not like this movie. I think I liked this movie less than Side Hackers. Really? Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but that's that's for later on. Because we have yeah. to do a 20-second recap. <sighs> I have to do this, don't I? Yeah, turn. you do. I went. Hold on. Let me wind this up. I have to uh, relive the horrors of this movie. Yep, in 20 seconds. And done. Wow, that was the best. <laughs> that was the fastest recap ever. 1.21 seconds. Uh, Thank you. Uh, no, I'll do a real one now. So, all right, I am wound up. Are you ready to go? I am ready, spaghetti. And go! So guys, car lights on fire, and he has a guitar, then he meets some guys in a bar, and then they go try and get him to do a crime, then he works for the cops, and he lights another car on fire, then he goes back to the motorcycles, they has a shootout, and he wins. Wow. We should have called that 10 second point one recap, because that's exactly how quickly you did it. This movie's recap was what, like, what I've been told Salvia is like, <laughs> where as I was telling the recap, I was reliving every boring and dumb moment of this movie and i thought i was convinced that was a 30 second recap so yeah no you did it in record time impressive slows down time wow man this movie is just so bad it was a bad movie yeah you know what's even worse what's that um i did not 
hear or observe any riffs that I would classify as blue riffs. Nor did I. And I thought blue riffs were going to be a thing, you know, like uh, artistic rendering that we're going to see every episode. Yeah. Now, do you think that is because there just wasn't that sort of material? I mean, I, I feel like the last couple movies have sort of lent themselves more to some of the bluer material because there's nothing really there's no real mature content in the movies themselves true but this movie is kind of full of uh you know adult themes i would right. i would rate this tvy seven yep for Shh. some adult themes just like the sweet life of zach and cody sure yeah a lot a lot of swastikas in that show too oh, i know different yeah. reasons i think but oh. I, I want to say that maybe, and this is just me romanticizing them as artists, writers, and performers, that the blue riffs that we have observed were maybe something that they were just trying to sneak by the network. I believe that. And maybe they got busted on it. Uh, I don't know. This is this is a comedy channel, Comedy Central. Yeah, I know. But they still had a, a standards department. So that just, you know, that's the department that ruins fun. Yeah, or maybe it's the type of thing where they can only have so much of, uh, you know, questionable material, and so there was so much in the movie that they couldn't really put any in the riffs. That's another thing entirely possible. All we can do is speculate at this point. Yeah, or maybe it was just such a bad movie that it just sapped all the fun out of it. That is also true. It's most likely. Well, since we don't have any blue riffs, do you want to move on to favorite riffs? I would love to. Okay, well, my favorite riff is kind of later in the movie. It's at the bank heist. Okay. Um... She she's gonna hold up the bank with a, a syringe. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how it starts. She pulls it out of her purse and Crow says, "Anybody move? I get high." And I don't know why, but that just hit me right in the like the funny bone. Yeah, it just made me laugh. The uh, the riff that got me was also during another robbery scene. Um, this is as they were uh, the the lady who apparently it's her job to you know rob everybody. <laughs> she is holding up a uh, gun store. Oh yeah, <laughs> and she's she's it's before she holds up the gun store. She's kind of like perusing the the guns, and the guy behind the counter is helping her. And uh, I think I think it's Crow that comments. Uh, there's some sort of weird metal bust on the wall, and he's like, "Hey, they got a uh, they got the Roy Kroc death mask back there." <laughs> <laughs> and it was great because it uh it looked like just the metallic like frozen in carbonite head <laughs> of Ray Kroc, founder of McDonald's. Yes, it was it was perfect. <laughs> and it was my favorite riff in the movie. Oh, now I want to so, change my answer because I forgot about that one. But it no, was I so stick by unexpected. It. Yours yours was good too, but this, <laughs> the Roy Kroc death mask riff was <laughs> so unexpected. It was. It's really good. <sighs> Good stuff. Uh, so let's uh, let's rate this stinker. Let's do let's rate, it. I, rate I, the I movie. Would, rate like, the episode. I, I'm gonna rate the movie as a like a t- uh, a two out of ten. Okay. Because at least it was in color and the, yes. the sound you could hear what was going on. Yeah, except for the you could see what was going on for the credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a stinker. Yeah. What about the episode? The episode, I would give it. Um, uh, I think I enjoyed this episode more than you did. Yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm always a high rater, so I'm going to give this one a seven. Uh, okay. Up there, this would be like a yeah, like a B minus for me. Definitely. No. Right. Right. 
Um, I, this movie, I'm going to give this movie a one out of 50. <laughs> but you can see it and you can hear it. So That's objective true. by objective standards, it's got to at least score something. I said one out of 50. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I give it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was just like, it was dumb. Like, I didn't like any of the characters. Like, usually when you have, like, a hero meets bad guys kind of thing, there's, like, some sort of redeeming quality to the hero, but there wasn't one. No, not at all. He was such a lame-o. And then they tried to throw in the love interest, but it was just, like, essentially this girl that was, uh, like, just being passed around by these bikers. Yeah. And then she was, like, the love interest, and that... I don't know. You're not rooting for that to happen. No, not not in the slightest. You're rooting for her to get shot in the shootout at the end, and then <laughs> he can meet that nice girl from the bar who danced with him at the beginning of the movie. Like, right. It it wasn't even like a hey rescue me. Like she was the one who was doing all the bad stuff, like shooting people and robbing things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. But anyway, that's why I didn't like the movie. And uh, this episode, I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. Average. Okay. Average. Just an average episode. I mean, there were some. Like the uh, the Wild Rebels skit was above average, okay. But the rest of the uh, the segment, I think, were kind of so. Just... You're using the Polygon scale of rating, yes, or the Electronic Gaming Monthly scale. Of rating. <laughs> okay, yeah, where five out of ten is average. Okay, yes, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, th- we... these are our, these are our video game publication slash website. I wish we had more than an odd station. Seriously, yeah, I know. I'm so sick of playing Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) Oh, that hurt. That was the worst. That hurt. Oh, I hurt myself. Oh, Oh, what about... But at the uh, same time, I'm so proud. Seth, Seth, what about uh, that that platformer game we've been playing? uh, Odd World? (laughs) Abe's Odyssey? (laughs) Wait a minute, that's a real thing. Uh, it's nothing like the real one, though. It's so much worse. No, it's, it's just, you're just an egg. Why would you make it's just an egg and there's and you're constantly falling on the floor? There's no way to stop it. It's not an odyssey. No matter what you press, nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, there's the there's the yeah. You can pause it. <laughs> make yourself oh, a sandwich. These are terrible games. It's the worst games. Yeah. Did we get any letters this week? Uh, yeah. Oh. We did. <laughs> unless, unless you want to keep making Odd Station puns. Uh, that's no. fun, too. All it's right. hard at first. I yeah, mean, it's it hard. Is. It's not hard. Oh, yeah, because you did the best one first. I know. Yep. You buried, buried the lead? No. You got to leave them wanting more. That's yep. a, a show business just tenant, so. That's true. Well, our friend Steve wrote to us on Facebook. He said, uh, so Ring of Terror, is it me or is this film harder to see than the slime people? I wonder if it was filmed, the old print, uh, the ways the brain shadow romed it, or or just my copy is so darn dark I can't really see much. And uh, I I don't know. I didn't think it was that hard to see. Mm, no, not like, I, no. I think it was harder to watch than the slime people. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. They're, I second that emotion. Yeah, there, there was just a lot of nothing happening, Steve. Oh, I think yeah. that you may have confused the fact that you couldn't see much happening with the <laughs> fact that there was nothing happening. Right, you may have confused um, like n- nothing happening with the fact that you were blacked out from boredom of the movie. 
Yes. Or have you considered the fact that you might be a Tyrannosaurus Rex and can only see movement? Right. And since there was not a lot of action. Yes. And also, I haven't seen a full body shot of you, so I don't know if your arms are just tiny vestigial two-fingered appendages or not. So... We or if you're a terrible lizard. I'm thinking <laughs> it's probably your print. if you're 40 print. feet tall and you just eat everything. Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably your print. Mm-hmm. But but you may you may want to go to a – what's a what's someone who studies lizards? Uh, a, 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 a reptologist. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nice try. That's I fine. know what it is, but I can't – heptologist. No, that's a blood Herp, guy. Herpetologist? Herpetologist. Is that is that it? Herpetologist, Yes. Okay, cool. Nailed it. Hey, not really. We got our way there, though. I wouldn't consider that nailing it. <laughs> it's the branch of... Oh, no, it's not. It's the branch of zoology concerned with amphibians. Oh. We're so... Damn it. Just find a lizardologist. Yep. Find a, find a lizard doc. You'll be fine. Yep. No, it's probably your print, Steve. Um, yeah, in... Uh, yeah, that, that's... that's yeah, it that Ring of Terror still liked it better than uh, Wild Rebels, but that's yep. just me. Um, and then uh, our friend Will, uh, he says that last night screening, uh, screening. This was a long time ago. It's been a while since we recorded. Um, at last night screening of Rift Tracks Birdemic, I told three people about Gizmonic Consumers Radio. Spread the word out to everyone. That's why uh, Will is the best. Yeah, Will. He's going. Up? He's going. He's networking. We're up in space. Yeah, we can't network. No, up in space. But you can network for us. You can do Just it. Just like Will did. Just like Will did. Goes to goes to screening of Rift Tracks Birdemic, which is a great thing to go to to support the Rift Tracks guys because, you know, they created this show that we're no ever podcast about. Yeah. And we enjoy every week. And uh, he told people about our show. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Everyone's great. You that guys is are great. All great. And I would just like to say that herpetology is a study of amphibians and reptiles. So Okay. So we... Did technically hit the nail on the head. You got it. Yep. (laughs) I just felt like that was really important. Yep. Oh, and uh, our friend Adam uh, wrote to us and said he he liked our uh, cliffhanger at the end of last episode. So, thanks, Adam. Yeah. That was also one of Stallone's more popular... But yep. I would say less strong movies. I also feel bad because he uh, said he hasn't seen Wild Rebels in years, and maybe he'd watch it. Oh, that bummer! Night. Yeah, don't. Such it's a, a total bummer. Not, not. I hope you should have just watched uh, Catalina Caper again, right? Or just Could, watch the the interstitial segments because the Wild Rebels uh, breakfast cereal is the best. It's the best. Just watch that. As many times as it would take yeah. to fill up the time that it would take to watch the yeah. entire. Do it. Yeah, we're full of bad advice to this letter segment. We should uh, we should be done. Yeah. 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 Hey, get your guys get your oil changed every twenty five thousand miles. Yep. Also, stare directly at the sun during an eclipse. <laughs> the people telling you to use the pinhole cameras just want you not to be able to take in the full beauty of the. Eclipse. Right. They're just haters. They don't want you to have fun. Listen, who are you gonna who are you gonna trust? Uh, some guy with a pinhole camera or uh, guys in space. Like, space makes the eclipse. Oh. Yeah. If like, we had we control there. of the ship, we could make an eclipse happen every day. Yeah, because we work in space. Yeah. I don't think we could. Not a solar eclipse. 
Sure, we could. We could just hide behind the moon, and the sun would be gone. I think we're considerably farther into deep space than we would need to be to make an eclipse. Wow. Unless our ship is bigger than I'm suspecting it is. Oh, no, I meant we could uh, observe an eclipse by simply oh, sure. hiding behind the moon. Right, Which okay. I guess is what happens when it's nighttime on Earth. Then you're yeah. Just, oh, look, it's an Earthal eclipse. Yep. I can't see the sun because I'm on the wrong side of the Earth. Yep. It's blocking, silly. All this Earth is blocking the sun out. I can't see any sun because of Not Earth. Earth is a jerk. Just Earth everywhere. Yep. Everywhere you look, Earth. Yep. And also never change the battery in your smoke detector. No, don't do that. Yep. Every More six battery. months, make sure you take the batteries out. You want some actual good advice, Seth? Yes. You should go to uh, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute's radio and uh, chat uh, with us, talk to us, be cool with us, like our page. Yeah. We like it when you like it. We had several new likes this week. Yep. So I, that I'd always that always warms my heart. Right down to my cockles. Yep. Of my heart. Yep. Uh, write Dear Abby a letter. Hey, Dear mm-hmm. Abby, uh, I listened to this podcast. It's really funny and awesome. Uh, how how can I uh, tell everyone about it? And she'll give you advice. And it'll be like, oh, uh, find them on Facebook and also follow them on Twitter at MST3K underscore podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also write us a letter at uh, mail at gizmonicinstitutesradio.com. Because mm-hmm. uh, we like getting letters, like talking to you on Facebook, like talking to you on Twitter. We had uh, you know lots of people talking to us on Twitter this week. Um, yeah. Retweeting our last episode. Yeah, it had been a little while since the last one, so. Yeah. Our, our apology. We had, uh, you know, as as you can tell from uh, the goings on up here, it's been it's been drama filled and interesting. Absolutely. Yep. But yeah, we had a uh, lot of lot of retweets, um, a lot of new followers this week. Love uh, that. You know, um, uh, our our uh, a friend, uh, terrible JJ. Um, oh, we get we got followed by uh, the at, at Misty Cast, the uh, show that we we were on once. Um, Bafflecast, Earhart Four, all all our new followers. So thank you. I love it. Yep. <sighs> Seth, well, I feel like uh, I feel like this has been a good audio log. I feel like it's been a good audio log. I feel like we're gonna live another day, which is uh-huh. awesome. I'm super into living. Right. So. Um. So and I think I think that we've got some stuff we need to talk through though. Okay. To uh, figure out what's going on around here. No, I totally agree with you. So, so maybe we should just end this right now. Yep. Sounds okay. good. So uh, let's do end audio log mystery science theater season two episode seven movie Wild Rebels end. Okay. So what's the plan? Well. I would like to lead you Sherlock Holmes style through the list of events that have transpired lately, and we'll break apart each one bit by bit. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, do I get to be Watson? Elementary. Yeah, and most of junior high school too. Wait, it's from the. Never mind. Okay, so let's start with the conversation where this whole thing started. Uh, the one about the sandwiches. No. Oh, that's right. That was a conversation I was having with the sandwiches, not about them. I I just... uh, Listen, we started talking about how you've been having a reoccurring dream about bird women, right? Yeah, sure. Then we started talking about the definition of logic within our universe and began the process of questioning the validity of what is essentially our logical existence aboard this ship. Yeah, that sounds like what you were saying. 
And as soon as we started that, Noble came by to interrupt us. He wanted to play something called Zero-G Bowling, which is strange because A, Nobot hates all organized activities and sports, and B, what is Zero-G Bowling? Yeah, you know, I just figured we would just turn the gravity off and throw stuff around, but that doesn't really make sense either. Since without gravity, you can't really knock pins down, you just, you know, knock them around. Like, we would be all like, yeah, I hit the, all the pins, but the ones, which ones did I actually hit? They're all, like, flying around the ship and bumping into stuff, but are they knocked over? No, they aren't. Not at all. Not even one bit. And then we'd be like, well, how could we tell who's winning? And Nobot would be like, beep, beep, boop, boop, me, because I'm a robot, probably. Or maybe, maybe I'm Jeff. Uh, that was an oddly specific detail of the story that you latched onto, and a very angry rant, but we should probably talk about that later. Uh, regardless, you're ultimately right, it doesn't make sense. And now, as soon as we turned down the offer to do zero-g bowling, the bird women showed up, just after we had been talking about them. I know! Scary, right? Hey, do you think I'm psychic? Like Mewtwo? Oh! Do you think I'm a Pokemon? That would be awesome! If you were a Pokemon, what Pokemon would you be? You're the worst Watson ever. I'll have to check my Pokedex, but I don't think Watson is a Pokemon! Sure, fine. Now, didn't you find it a little weird that you were just talking about the bird women and then they showed up? Yeah, like I said, super creepy. And convenient. Now, let's talk about how you resoldered the advanced circuitry inside the tractor beam to track the bird women. That was awesome, right? Yeah, I got a quick question. When we were on Earth before this whole thing, what did you do for a living? Oh, you know the guys who stand out in front of the Tippy Tippy Taco dressed as Triple T Supreme Burrito and dance around to drum up business? Yeah? I was an unemployed one of those. Exactly. Where would you have learned how to circuit bend an advanced energy propulsion system? Hmm... You know, there was a little fan inside the burrito suit, but I I never really had to do anything with that. My point is that none of this makes sense. Everything we could have been doing, the weirdly convenient alien encounters, the time where we built a cloaking shield, and the seemingly infinite number of bolts that we keep having to take down to the bolt storage, everything is a little bit off. You know, I'm not really one to get into conspiracy theories, but what you're saying kind of makes sense. So... What do we do? I have a theory, but I need your help. Okay, cool. What's up? All right, first, use the exterior ship maneuvering claw to unplug the auxiliary power coupling from the hull and hold the active end up against the bird women's shield. Oh, okay, sure. And... Yep, there. Okay, now what? All right, I'm going to crank the auxiliary power allowance way past the maximum threshold, and... Okay, listen carefully. You're going to turn Nullbot back on. And once you do, I'm going to send a surge of power through the auxiliary line to the power coupling. Wait. That's going to, like, create a huge space lightning storm outside the ship. Couldn't that just completely fry us? It's a possibility. Okay. Ready to turn Nolba back on? Uh, yeah. Here goes nothing. Oh, what? Wait. What just happened? Did you turn me off? That's it. We are no longer friends. In fact... I mean, just leave the ship altogether, because I don't deserve to be treated like this. And another thing, I don't think... Alright, and power surge! What are you doing now? You're insane, don't you? Error, error, 
processing error. Whoa! Wicked space lightning! But it looks kind of weird, like all stuttery or something. Error. Personality override retrieval connection failing. Memory leak error. Defaulting to unfiltered personality. Guys! Help! Door! Behind bolt storage! Get there! Don't! What was that? Well, not exactly what I was expecting, but good enough. He said something about a door. What do you think he was talking about? Behind bolt storage, sounds like. Well, let's go check it out! Yeah, wait, 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 one more thing first. All of the pieces are falling into place, and if I'm right about this, someone has some explaining to do. Has the auxiliary power recharged enough to create another surge of space lightning? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Hey, uh, egg salad sandwich, can you come in here real quick? Yes, what is it? Are we going to play? Uh, kind of. Uh, can you read this entry from Seth's private journal? Hey! Where did you get my private journal? Why do you care? All you do is write about the different kinds of jam that you like. Yep, still, a man's secrets are his own secrets. Sandwich, please start reading, and I'll let you know when to stop. Sure thing. <clears throat> Today feels like a raspberry jam day. Just all red and full of seeds. Some days the seeds are the best part, and some days they can be a bit troublesome. So what kind of seeds do you think today's raspberry jam will be? I'm hoping that... Seth, power surge, now! Here goes! Will they be the kind of seeds that get stuck in their teeth of life? Error. Secondary system memory leak detected. Shutting down all auxiliary system functions. Voice encoder deactivated. Or will they be the kind of seeds that just add a bit of crunch to the jam? Making it that much better. What is going on? Dr. Odd? I... I am not Dr. Odd. I don't even know who that is. It's just a silly sandwich made of egg salad. Where are you getting this Dr. Odd business? Although he sounds like a cool guy. Uh... Nobot going crazy. A hidden door. Sandwich Dr. Odd. I think... I think I need to sit down. Yeah, let's take some time to process this. Uh, do me a favor real quick, switch Nolbot back on again and activate the old-timey radio app. Okay, sure. Dr. Odd, back from the dead, or a ghost possessing a sandwich. Tune in next week for the thrilling conclusion of whatever is happening on this thing you just listened to.